Wait, wait, wait. You've never seen Paid in Full. A low down dirty shame. Acrimony. It's yes. Christmas. No, I don't think I have. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Where we watch all those black films you know and love. Oh, wait. Yeah, nobody talks about this movie. <laughs> At the end, I was like, hey, Joe. Um. <laughs> and we ask. Does it hold up? Does it hold up? So then guys, we have to ask now, does it hold up? Now, on to the show. Genius who created me only took care of my dashing good looks, my irresistible wit, and my attraction to the wrong women. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> yes. He spilled. He may have spilled like a lot. Handsome. And he said that. <laughs> Who's that, Nipsey Russell? Yeah. He was the uh, Tin Man. That was Nipsey Russell? Yes. Oh, oh I knew they looked familiar. But I think you were in the... I feel like for most of these people, you wouldn't recognize them under all no, of the makeup. All. Under all of the costume. Like, it's yeah, they hard. Really they were... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So done up. But um, we'll talk about that later. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Does It Hold Up? Um, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited that we changed it from what it was originally, because, y'all, I really did try to watch that movie, and I just, like, I felt, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I couldn't yeah, do that it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you warning us. <laughs> and steering us away from that. Yeah, listen, I'm a woman of the people, yes. if nothing else, okay? Um, I do what I can, but how are we? Hi, welcome back. It's um, almost um, the end of October. What are you guys going to be for Halloween? Are you big Halloween people? Yes. Yeah? So I love really dumb costumes or just like really low stake costumes. Mm -hmm. So yesterday I was a Teletubby. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> Which one? No, it was actually... The red which one. one is... So Poe. Yeah, which one? Yeah, they Do each they have, have names. Poe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't watch the fucking Teletubbies. Yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, so I was the red Teletubby, which actually worked out well because I was the sober sister at this event. So there were times where people would come up to me, hey. and apparently I was like a lighthouse, like a beacon of hope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I had the Teletubby. Can we share a picture of your Teletubby? If costume? I have one, yeah, because again, I don't know. I probably have one. So I have one somewhere, but basically, people would come up to me and be I, like, yeah. "I need help," and I'm like, "The Teletubby is here to save the day. Let me know what you need." That's what yes, we are did for, water baby. checks every That's hour. I was like, okay. and I made butter noodles at the end of the check. night. I said, "We are all gonna wake up somewhat of a human tomorrow." That is my goal. <laughs> wow. I had Thank Indian food service. last night, and I woke up with the oof. Child, my stomach was yeah, fighting back. No, I know exactly. My stomach was <laughs> The second time back. you've ever had diarrhea, perhaps? I didn't have diarrhea, though, this time. I just had, like, a little bubble gut. It was burning, though, it was, huh? It was good, though. I will do it for Indian food. I went so long. My roommate in college, if you remember, my roommate in college mm -hmm. was Indian. Um, and I had never had Indian food until maybe, like, a couple years ago. Like, maybe, like, two, three years ago. I've really? Never, I've never had it. Never. Okay. <laughs> delicious it's good though delicious. It's, no it's so good it was yeah. delicious and it was worth every goddamn ounce of whatever happened yeah. but yeah <laughs> this isn't gonna become Absolutely. a show where i talk about diarrhea so often 
I don't think that's the thing I need to do. <laughs> you don't think that's the direction we should be pivoting? Um, I don't think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think we should normalize talking about diarrhea. Really? Poop. <laughs> the perpetrator herself seems okay. less interested in that agenda. Yeah. So, uh, so wait, Halloween, do you have plans, Mariah? Do you have a costume? So I have one and a one and a half costumes like one of my costumes is well thought out i'm gonna be workout barbie and we're gonna try that we're gonna try and get into um hottie ween um megan the stallion's halloween party um and then my friend is also having a halloween party the day before so i'm also gonna try to go to that um and then um I, for that, I think I'm just going to be Mariah Carey, just this very lazy Mariah Carey costume that I have planned Amazing. out. Because I, I'm I really have only planned to do Hottie Ween this year. Like, I wasn't going to go and do anything else. So she was like, I'm having this party mouse. I was like, sure, fine, I'll come. Like, I'll do that. Um, And that's really it. Like, I wish I had more in me, but I'm so burnt out right now. Like, I yeah, cannot tell fair. you. This um, long-term, like, gig that I have is about to end, and I am counting down the days. Oh, that's the best mm-hmm. thing. The it's days so until yeah. we're, I'm done with this class, because it's just, they've, they've taken it out of me, and I feel mm-hmm. like I can't give 100% to things that I need to be giving 100% to because of how exhausted I am from dealing with them. So I'm very excited to be almost done with that. Um, so that's what yes, I'm yes, doing, yes. and now I'm planning my birthday. Um, and yeah, Sag Queen. Yes, it's Scorpio season, which means it's time for me to start planning my birthday. Um, <laughs> um, which is I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know, I don't know. But we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. Okay, what about you, Camille? Camille, um, I bought a very impractical. A pair of boots a couple months back they're Fun. they're like a tall like over the knee cowboy black cowboy boot and mm. so we're gonna be a cowgirl so i can wear these boots that's wait speaking of cowboys and cowgirls they're long they're a long cow yes so um i bought everything today i spent way too much money that's the thing like it depends on the year. Like some years I'm like, yes, Halloween costume. We're doing it big. Yeah. That's beauty. And some years I'm like, no, I don't celebrate that. Yeah. It's my religion. Um, that's fair. Not really. But. Not my religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't have a thing. There's like, you know, like rhinestones and fringe. Ooh, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then at work we get to dress up as well. So I'm going to be like a little alien. Okay, alien superstar. Yeah, exactly. Very much that. Whip, whip. Speaking (laughs) of alien superstar, child, did y'all hear about the tickets? About the tickets? What tickets? Okay, exactly, exactly, exactly. So at Miss Tina um, Knowles Lawson's um, annual wearable art gala this year, they auction off a pair of tickets to Beyonce's summer 2023 tour, which has not been announced. announced. That was the first time that she had even uttered or anyone had uttered the words and she had confirmed it. And guess how much they went for? It was the tickets. It was a flight and um, a hotel stay. Guess how much it went for? 
I don't even want to know the number. I'm so scared. Just take a guess. I'm going to guess, like, at least, what, like, $15,000? Is that your final? <laughs> so. Am I bugging? They, it was sold for $150K. Like, someone. <laughs> Are you serious? And you know what's crazy? What? On the screen, what? it literally said what? that the experience is valued at $20,000. Granted, it's for charity. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're mm-hmm. into auction. Mm-hmm. For, 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 for... But they were sold for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, they're tickets for a tour that isn't even announced yet. Well, is it not announced now? I... <laughs> is it not announced I mean, now? Like that feels pretty announced to me. Listen, Ticketmaster has not sent me an email yet. Uh, all I know is I gotta choose me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who don't get tickets to this tour. Me? Mariah? Oh, she's gonna she's gonna sweat on me. She's gonna spit on me. I don't care who the fuck I gotta I, just, I don't care who I have to fight. I don't care if I gotta bring Alexa Mason that bit. She's going to look at me and hold mm-hmm. that microphone to my face and say, your turn. Yeah. And I will be ready. <laughs> yes. that, there's no doubt about it. I will be ready. So I just know that ticket buying process is going I to don't be give a, a literal bloodbath. And you know what? I'm ready to fight. Work. Yeah, I was gonna say you I might call will out. skip. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you might want to where I gotta be. I don't care when or where. I am go. I'll stay up all night if I have to. I will charge every electronic in this house to be ready to go at the same time. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I just, I need everyone to know. I don't care who is going to complain about price gouging, about bots, about oh, the all price this gouging other is going to be insane. I don't give a fuck. I'm buying the tickets, okay? And you know what? And you know what? Y'all can y'all can write your think pieces about capitalism and all that. Mariah gonna be front row, and I will be buying the merch. <laughs> you want about me i don't give a damn i will be getting the club carter level this time um she better it it better be available it better be available that's me um wait i have a question okay i just started this series on netflix it's called the midnight club have you guys watched that or heard of that Okay, is that the one with like the vampire children or something like that? Vampires? What? Oh, so no. hold on, so never mind. Wrong one. <laughs> okay, so it's so the show is like these like um, it's a a teen hospice um, for terminally ill teenagers, and like it's been that way for like a really long. You mean the Red Band Society? Okay, let me explain <laughs> because it's not that. <laughs> It's like a teen hospice for teens who are pretty much at the end of their rope. And it's a bunch of these like teenagers. Um, and they have this thing called the Midnight Club where they try and tell like stories that are scarier than, you know, pretty much everything they've ever been through in their lives. But this one girl came there because she read up on the place and she read that somebody with her exact condition like disappeared from this place for like a week and then came back and then she lived. Like her her tumor shrank and all this shit. So it's like magical and it's healing properties. And they, like they said that it's like healing properties on the 
on the grounds and it used to be home to this cult. I haven't gotten to the part where they talk about the cult yet, but I'm, I feel like I'm getting closer. The point of it being called the Midnight Club is like they're trying to make a connection to the other side. So like whoever dies first in the Midnight Club, because it's hospice, so duh, all these kids are going to die. Um, they have to reach out from the other side to tell them what it's going to be like when they die. Is this like a yeah. like a documentary? No. Is it like scripted? Is it a what? Okay. It's a mini series. Okay. It's a mini series. Yes, it's a mini series. I highly, highly recommend watching okay. it. You want to know what else? Okay. Now I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm speaking to the right audience here. Um, did you guys ever watch True Life? When you were like young, of course, <laughs> of, course. of course, of course, of course, of course, okay. of course. Come on, after Maine. Are you? <laughs> I have been watching this like this girl on TikTok has been posting clips of all the episodes of all like the old episodes of True Life, and I've just been like tapped back in yeah. like to True Life to the point where I'm like, do I need to get a Paramount Plus subscription? Oh, because you do. Mm. You definitely do. Like, yeah. It just no, has Paramount kind of does have the heat. Yeah. See, I think I think I might have to get it because, child, it's it's just it's just it's. I, I'm like, wow. I forgot how good this shit was. Yeah. Like that was that was some good ass television. It was good. That was some that good was ass. some good documentary television right there. What was right your there. favorite? <laughs> what was your uh, favorite? Because mine, I was um, I like the one that was True Life. I'm addicted to feet. Um, True Life. I'm um I'm uh I'm in a like a screamo band. Um, remember the one about albino people? Like it was just so much good shit. Yes, it was giving. It was giving. I like the ones. Yeah, my favorite ones were the ones where they were addicted to something. Yeah, those are always the most fascinating. The one who was addicted to shopping. Oh, oh, iconic. (laughs) The one where she was like, True Life. I'm surviving high school. Oh. Iconic. Surviving. That's a fucking mood. Like, Iconic. That's so good. Anyway. I the Viacom it delivers. Like it, I love Paramount Plus. I recently went through and like canceled a bunch of subscriptions. Um, so you know I can get my finances back in order. Um, okay. Listen, you Paramount, it wasn't even up for discussion. I said Paramount's yeah. not going to Listen, anywhere. inflation is high. Yeah. Inflation is very high. Yeah. One thing about There's me is I will cancel for a lot. Anymore. Oh, did you pay for Peacock? I never paid for Peacock. I was paying for Peacock, and I definitely don't have to. Like, I definitely have, we'll call it yeah, access don't. to cable television. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I See, I recently got access to Peacock, and the way I am blowing through every single, like, franchise of Real Housewives. Right. Really? See, I was never. Wow. Okay, so the only franchises that I watched were Atlanta, Potomac, um, and then I watched like a little bit of um, New Jersey, and I have seen maybe like one or two episodes of Beverly Hills. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. So I will say, like, for most of the franchises right now, there's like legit crime happening. So like there was okay, Erica wait, Girardi's what? husband. Yes, I remember. So. What other crimes? Yeah, so there? Erica Girardi's husband and like watching all of that unfold, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season right, two. Right, I remember. One of the castmates got arrested by Homeland Security. Oh, Homeland Security, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was Jen Shaw. So she was arrested basically for like 
conspiracy to like wire fraud people. Right. She's basically providing contacts to these companies yes, that would mm-hmm. fraud people out of their retirement right, plans, right, like generally right. things oh. like that. So, like, I like watching the franchises to watch that, like, fallout. But in my opinion, my favorite one, and I know this is controversial, my favorite one is Beverly Hills. Oh, really? I I feel like for the other franchises, there are people that are, like, rich for their area or are pretending to be rich. Mm. And then they get found as phony for things like tax fraud and all of that stuff. On Real Housewives of Beverly Hills... They are all actually rich. Mm. So like the clothing is a lot more lavish. The parties are actual parties. They're not just these random events that they created for the sake of the show. The like vacations that they go on are like super extravagant. So it's just like more entertaining to watch on that front. Mm. But also whenever beef goes down, there is beef going down. And I mean, there are cease and desist NDAs being sent left and right. Oh yeah, like rich people war. No, literally, like all of these types of stuff that's happening because they can afford to see people in court. (laughs) That's true. So I just find it a lot more entertaining because I'm like, no, this is how it actually would be amongst rich people versus Potomac. We're like, yeah, you're rich for Potomac, but you're not throwing out cease and desist left and right. You guys will still throw hands with each other. Oh my god, yeah, and they did. Remember, they did, and they did. They did throw hands, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> um. What about you, Camille? What are you watching? I, so I just started watching Reboot on Hulu, and I'm a. Is it good? Yes, What's it's that? really good. So it's about like basically there's like a writer who wants to reboot a like like a Full House style sitcom. Okay. Um. But she's made the script like a lot more edgy. She like wants to like actually go there it's like you know because like I said like it's a full house type thing so it used to be you know we have an issue a conflict we tie it up in a nice little bow we hug it's catchphrases it's like right. comedy whatever right and right so she's got the original original cast is all signed on because they're excited to like you know do some serious acting a lot of them haven't worked in years since the show's been <laughs> off yeah um, and the cast is great it's just a bunch of people who like I trust when I see that okay. they're in a show, so they got like Judy Greer, who just oh, has never done wrong. Never missed. Never, never missed. Keegan Michael Key, who is so funny. Oh, he's like really? the Dan Tanner character, and he's the one who's the most like amped to be a serious actor for this. Oh, um, he gives so me that great. vibe. We've got Johnny Knoxville, who is eating. Johnny Knoxville. Yes, he's doing such a good job. His role on the show is like you know like silly uncle and he's like coming back he's eating i was so happy to see him really Um, okay but yeah it is oh and rachel bloom rachel bloom is the from um, writer my crazy ex uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend and you know spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert if anyone plans on watching by the end of the first episode because what happens is the guy who used to write for the show he wants to come back and he wants to put all of that silly stuff like in there Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out at the end of the first episode that that is actually Rachel Bloom's dad. And she's Not like, dad. yeah, so she's using the show as a way to like, she goes, you based that off of our life, but you were absent. You weren't there. And like her Oof. version of the show was kind of closer Tea. to that. It is quite good. It's like funny, Tea. but serious. I was like, not me crying and laughing at all this. And, my little, and you know, I love a 30 minute and 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love minutes, a good, like, tie, tie it up. 
Yeah, okay. it's really good. It's really good. The only people who need to be doing hour-long episodes is Downton Abbey. Are you kidding me? The rest of you? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, okay, should we get into it? Oh, yes. Okay, guys, so we have a bit of a, a fun one for you today. So our theme this month is, like, the original versus the remix. And if you haven't, like, signed up for our newsletter, make sure you sign up for our monthly newsletter. It was really good this month. The next one, next month, is also going to be really, really great. Um, make sure you check out our other podcast with my girls at. Make sure you follow us on social media. You know, all that really good stuff because we just have a lot of great content. And today, last week we talked, or the last episode, it wasn't last week. The last episode we talked about Cinderella, the original Cinderella versus the black version of Cinderella. And I'll give you one guess. So if you if you didn't already guess from the quote, the iconic quote that I said at the beginning, today we're talking about the Wizard of Oz versus the Wiz. Now, of course, we're going to have to talk very briefly, I think, about the Wizard of Oz. Um, so I'm just going to do a little bit of like a rundown, like basically some stuff I found on Wikipedia about the Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> so um like for those of you who don't know like if you've actually never seen the wizard of oz which is strange but you know whatever um it's uh, a 1939 american musical fantasy uh film produced by mgm um it's an adaption of a popular children's novel the wonderful wizard of oz uh directed by victor fleming who if you don't know is the same person who directed gone with the wind um another film i would not be surprised if you've never seen um, it stars Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, Frank, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Burt Lair, Jack Haley, Billy Burke, and Margaret Hamilton. Um, if you don't know who any of those people are except Judy Garland, I really don't blame you. So the film uh, was one of the first films um, to use Technicolor, fantasy storytelling, a musical score, and memorable characters. Um, it was moderately successful upon its original re release, and it was considered a critical success and was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and it won in two categories, Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow and Best Original Score. Um, it wasn't super popular at the box office, but then it got re-released. Um, however, the film um, had a budget of $2.8 million, and to date, it's earned $29.7 million. There have been tons and tons of, like, you know, calling this, like, one of the greatest films of all time and all that shit. And, like, if you don't know, there was a ton of, like, <laughs> a ton of shit behind the, um, behind the screen. Judy Garland was, is uh, notoriously a drug addict. Even as a child, she was a real big drug addict. They were, uh, you know. Wait, I actually didn't know this. Yes, Judy Garland yeah. was a really, really, really big drug addict. And she struggled with it from her childhood, you know, MGM wanted her to stay thin and so they started feeding her diet pills to which she very quickly became addicted um and um it just spiraled downhill from there she was uh, addicted to pills and other drugs like cocaine other all types of things for like pretty much most of her life actually yeah. um and alcohol she was also an alcoholic um and this didn't help um the munchkins on set uh were actually um they were actually like very um abusive in a way to Judy Garland like they were always like harassing her and assaulting her like pulling up her skirt they were drunk most of the time on set um they were hitting on her um 
what else? Uh, just like a lot of bullshit behind the scene. Um, she was, uh, the, the director had to be replaced because they said that the director was being, you know, too kind. Um, and he was like taking too long to get the kind of, um, you know, stuff that they wanted. So they replaced him with Victor Fleming, who was, um, you know, very, you know, not nice, very mean. Um, yeah. So Judy Garland, it says she endured extensive abuse during and before the filming from various parties. Um, okay, so they gave her bin, Benzedrine tablets, right? right? That's the weight loss. And then they gave her uppers and downers while she was on set so that she could work the long hours. Um, the director apparently slapped her um, uh, because she was laughing so hard because of the uppers and the downers. Um, uh, <laughs> like, what I'm she... Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? A lot of the actors uh, have propositioned her. The Munchkins have proposition, propositioned her, um, uh, you know, and pinched her and groped her. And there were also allegations that she was groped by Louis B. Mayer, who was the head of MGM. So she really had it rough. There was a lot of shit going on behind the scenes of this children's film. Right. Um, which well, is she was crazy. A she was quite literally. She's only seventeen, right? When they, when she, they sixteen, seventeen, yes. sixteen, oh. seventeen in this film. But she had worked at MGM her whole life. Yeah. So Judy Garland is one of those kids who's like never known anything other than stardom, and so this is like a day at work for her. Like this yeah. is nothing. You know what I mean? Um, but then it, it went on to be like one of the most iconic films of all time. Like it, um, I believe that it was among the top, uh, it says it was on the list of top 50 films that need to be seen by age 14. Um, and then it's uh, one of UNESCO's Memory of the World Register. It's one of the very few films that are in that. It's like one of the most important films of all time, essentially. Wow. So yeah, that was a lot. Wasn't it also the first film in color too? I don't think it was the first film in color. Yeah, but I think that's a myth, but I think this is, the, I think mm. when people, like, I think a lot of people didn't have like access to the first actual films in color, so I think this is the most expensive. like widely yeah right most popular film to right be in color okay the earliest for sure yeah I don't know if it was the first film in color but I do know like it was it's like very expensive and they actually ended up having to like paint the set <laughs> like, because it was like they couldn't afford it and stuff like that anyway so. <coughs> So what, okay, I want to know your thoughts about The Wizard of Oz. Like, did you ever watch this as a kid? Was this one of the films that was, like, on your watch list or something? Like, tell me what your thoughts are about the film. And then I just want to know what you thought about it watching it this time. I have seen the movie not that many times. Um, like, there wasn't, like, a ton of times as a kid where we, like, sat and watched it from, like, beginning to end or anything. Um, but I definitely have seen the movie. And... Uh, I grew up like doing children's theater, so like, right? We were like Wizard of Oz was always in that rotation, so I had like seen it a lot. Like I'm very familiar with the story. Right, right, yeah. right. Of course. What about you, Linda? I mean, I've seen it a lot. I also went to a PWI, so I saw it all the time because all the kids loved it. I mean, I thought it was fine growing up. It was just one of those movies where I'm like okay, we're watching Wizard of Oz, like, I could sit through it, but I'm not super excited to watch it. But I also wasn't mad to watch it, because I'm like, I'd rather watch this than something I actually didn't like. And this time watching it, I was like, 
again, like it's enjoyable. Okay. And I see why a lot of people like it, but that's fair. When you comparing it to the Wiz, true, true. I mean, yes, and we're not yet. On. We're not yet. We're just <laughs> chatting about this. I like. Um, I used to love this film when I was a kid. You guys know I was super. I've always been super into like classic Hollywood and classic Hollywood films. And I don't know, there was something about this that was just so fan, like fantastical and like full of wonder and whatever and all that like good shit that just made you like feel good. And I always loved the point at which it turns to color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like a really great, like fun story. So I've seen this, I think actually more times than I've seen The Wiz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I've only seen The Wiz maybe like a, a less than a handful of times. Um, but one thing I kind of, and we can just jump into like our thoughts on The Wizard of Oz. Cause I'm mm-hmm. sure we have some or just a few. One thing I really noticed this time, <laughs> girl, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Um, her aunt was mean as fuck. I would not have gone back to the house. I would have stayed the fuck. No. <laughs> Why was she so mean to her? Like, she's literally just a kid. She's lonely. And y'all live in Kansas. Like, girl, so I would be depressed, even... too. I would be depressed. Like... <laughs> you mean? I would be, I was just so mean. I would have stayed in Oz, shit. I mean, I understand, like, wanting to go back home because you're in this strange, unfamiliar place. But, like, once the evil is defeated, I feel like I would have been like, can I stay here? Like, like please? No, cool. I don't know. Maybe my mom was mean. I don't. I just feel like Aunt M wasn't that mean. <laughs> she was mean! I don't know. I just feel like Dorothy kept, like, we were, like, trying to do stuff. Like, Dorothy's not, like, a little, little kid. Like, girl. <laughs> and I like that Aunt M had stuff to, um you know, was ready to talk to Miss Girl after she came there trying to ruin everybody's day with the dog. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. She said, I think Anne M, you know, she just, she's tough. <laughs> she's a tough woman. Anne M has girl. had enough. She has had enough. Girl, I, I, <laughs> I, guess, I guess, I guess. She's yes, tired. I lived through a but couple like, of seasons. One. And she I wasn't even the only one. She wasn't even the only one. Why was everybody so mean to her? Like, it's a damn dog, okay? I understand everybody don't like pets. But you ain't have to do all that. Like, that lady did way too much. Coming to yeah. talk about damn Toto. She's trying to get that little dog. Try to get that motherfucker killed. Like, she wanted Toto up out of here. And my thing is, as a person who does not have pets, as a person who really does not see the, the appeal of pets, like, that dog was really, like, tweaking. Like, that dog was on something, doing too much. Because I know animals are smart enough to know when there is danger afoot. Like, you know there's a natural disaster coming. Why is your ass running around outside? I don't know. I think Toto should have got what's coming to him. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, Toto is a dog, and she is a child. Like, I completely understand. Well, not completely Toto's reaction, but, like, her reaction to Toto and being like, you adults are just not fair. But as an adult, I'm like, girl. You see how big that tornado and is, fair, right? And fair, and fair. We totally live in Kansas. This is not your first tornado. Fact, we live in Kansas, man. I don't know what the fuck they thought they was doing. That little ass house got swept the fuck up real quick. And, and I mean and, swept. And, 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 and did all that shit. And, and did the most trying to prepare the house. And her husband, what was that nigga doing? <laughs> what Are was he doing? Together? Everyone, no. I, no, in the beginning, everyone, it's all hands on deck. That's the okay. thing, like, Dorothy wasn't really contributing, like, she was, 
She's a child. I understand like, that. What's a child to do? I don't know. Like, at least, like, sweep the storm cellar or something. Okay, like, fair. Fair. She could have been down there. And then, <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't know. Like, get ready for us. Add some fucking plants. You know those some little... decorations. We might be down here for. A while. <laughs> Get some candles. Like, go to the store and make sure we got some perishables okay. or what is it, non-perishables? Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need her to chop any wood or nothing. I just make yourself useful. But it's crazy because as soon as she got to Oz, this bitch just know everything. She's the most resourceful bitch. Suddenly knows how to do anything and everything around her. And it's like... You fighting off top so, of trees. Like, that didn't scare her at all. I... So, clearly, Aunt M prepared her is what I'm Did hearing. she? Because how do you prepare somebody for that? I honestly... Well, so, just overall, because I feel like I thought it felt the same as Lyndon, like, growing up, like... It's like, all right, it's like, fine, it's fine, movie. Watching it this time, I definitely gained, like, a new appreciation for it. Okay. Oz is so funny. Like, no, it's it hilarious how happy they are that this witch is dead. To me, that is... Oh, my God, that was They are singing and clapping and having a parade. The witch is dead. It was like they had waited. They had been... Everybody had... And it was like they had it under their bed. Just in case she pulled up. And then as soon as they heard, they had it was like the banners were ready, the streamers were ready, they had choreographed this dance already. They were waiting for this bitch to No, because truly the only thing in real life that I could equate those townspeople singing that the witch is dead to in real life is black and Irish Twitter oh, and TikTok. Yeah. When Queen Elizabeth when the died, Queen died the way the diasporas held hands and we said kumbaya bitch ding there, dong. there was somebody they were I, there's somebody like dead. somebody posted a video of these irish people in the club singing lizzie's in a box like they were, <laughs> they, were like, they were joyously singing this song and that was the same box is that where they got this from is that where this came from <laughs> i'm curious now what was the inspiration behind this shit because that is actually a really good question, <laughs> baby, baby. That's too ready, too oh, ready. And the, and the craziest part about all this, they didn't even clean up her body yet. They just started no. the parade, She's and this bitch is under the house, yep. and it's right there, and they're just dancing around the house, and no one is thinking this is a wrong time. It's so let's weird. enjoy this for a little longer. <laughs> on that bitch glinda because we have some big Ooh. big big beef okay elaborate because what yeah <laughs> everyone has not always felt like this like, to me, they just like, i just got here i don't know much i don't know what's going on and glinda has made the block extremely hot for me it's why true, are you putting these shoes on my feet like what are you what yeah. are you talking like i am not a part of this that's like, fair i am team mind my business 
I do not like. She's very messy. Also, <laughs> click your heels. Click your heels three times. Bitch, that's pertinent information you could have given me at the beginning of this. You could have given me at the very beginning. beginning. At the very beginning. I'm not singing a song and clicking my heels, bitch. I'm going to beat you the fuck up first. Because you know what that is? That's the kind of person. (laughs) That's the kind of person that stole your money and is like helping you look for it. Like, that is dark. Dark. She just, the crazy thing is, after she put these shoes on, she didn't allow any time for QA. Like, it didn't say, didn't Not ask one. if these is my size, didn't sanitize them. That's the same thing with Cinderella. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't put no Lysol wipes on the shoes. I know this bitch been wearing these shoes for centuries. And I know she's sleeping the motherfuckers. And she got centuries. people, and she got people keeping guard in case somebody kind of try and take them off her feet. Like, she, I, I know ain't nobody cleaned them shoes. And she just put them right on my feet and then twirled and disappeared. <laughs> no, because yes. I wouldn't know the lore and the beef between all the wicked each um, all the all witches. Related? They're right. all sisters, right? But then also, if I was the wicked witch of the West, I too would be pissed that some random ass bitch took my sister's shoe, but I would also be pissed at Galinda because why you put them it's on her feet? Foul. The thing is, is if you watch Wicked. If you've right. ever seen the musical, they, they have, it does. I've actually fact, never seen Wicked. That's fair. That's that's actually fair because it's not like a movie. It's like a. It, but I watch bootlegs of it. So I was I was that girl in high school. The point is, is that like that the Wicked is like their backstory to like how the witches actually all do have beef, you know. And Glinda is like exactly who you think she is at the beginning, but then of course they grow to be friends, and then it doesn't work in the end. Because unfortunately, the townspeople are never going to accept somebody who's green. And is that a metaphor Ain't that for just something? A bitch. That's getting out of I'm just saying. Um, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. We love a good allegory. <laughs> um, but yes, I said, let's just so great. We meet Glinda. Let's get into who's next. Um, then we need the um, Scarecrow. The Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Scarecrow. Right. Um, <laughs> I just think gives odd like y'all are a bunch of grown men and y'all just hook up with this like 14 year old girl and expect her to lead you to salvation nobody mm-hmm. thought that was weird mm-hmm. he didn't think anything right he doesn't have a brain. he didn't okay he doesn't sure. gotta remember He's okay not... there is genuinely nothing going on up there except there's not a, a single lot. goddamn thing i wish i was like I just also don't understand why you would want a brain. Like, no thoughts actually sounds quite good. Sounds amazing. <laughs> just vibes. Sounds amazing. He was tired of getting beat up by the scarecrows. I mean, by the crows. It's very, yeah. No, literally. <laughs> um, again, I'm team mind my business. Don't let me be Dorothy, because you are all on your own. I am... Like, what do you mean, can you come with? You're not coming. You're <laughs> no, not I don't know me. you. Right, I do not know you. I'm very anxious. I'm not absolutely not. She was very anxious. And I do not have time to be. Her anxiety was at a 10 for like half of this movie. And it was difficult. It wasn't until they got to the poppy field and they all got really high that she calmed down a bit. Mm -hmm. Like she was. No, for real. (laughs) And you know what? I don't even blame her. I do not blame her. Because Oz is on some dumb shit. They they are on a different fucking level. Oh my okay? god, they're all on ten all the time after the witch dies. Yeah, like one. Th- they're actually on like a hundred. 
as soon as that bitch is dead, Absolutely. it's like the celebrations, it's like for weeks. It's weeks that like they are still celebrating. And the crazy thing is, it's like they can see Dorothy. Like they know where she's going. They know that she's coming. Right. It's like there are spies who the trees are whispering and telling, why no why didn't no one offer her a hand? No one offered to help her. Right. Like you guys not think, a single person. I did y'all a big salad, allegedly. So like uh, and, and you would have think that you would have flown me straight to the motherfucker. Yeah. Like if my, I, th- I blame Galinda. I blame Galinda. I'm telling you. But the thing is, is flying going- away in bubbles and shit, and I'm walking a, a long ass road. That doesn't the make crazy sense. thing is, she could have taken her now? right to the wizard. Oh, yeah, that's true. She did put her in heels. They give no refreshments, nothing for the damn dog. The dog is yeah, so No good. water, no you, food. Soto hasn't that eaten or is- been taken out that all dog- day. <laughs> that dog is confused he don't know what's going on his he was seeing things in sepia toned and gray and now everything and now everything's in color and it is wild for him it is wild for him it's like everything about this like even when she meets like the tin man and um the cowardly lion first of all i do love the um i love the songs that they sing like i love the if i only had a brain like i love that so stunning perfect amazing um i feel like the biggest like aha or like reveal like (gasps) gasp when the wizard turned out to be a fraud and it's like oh yeah it's like you know don't make heroes like don't meet your heroes you know because they always turn out to disappoint you because that shit pissed me off as a kid when he was like I'm not a wizard. I was like, the motherfucker we here. And also, how did you get all these people? So we just wasted all this goddamn time. How did you get all these people to believe that you are a wizard? It genuinely does not make any fucking sense. But like, does are it none though? of the workers but over there, like, yeah, checking, du- double checking everything? But doesn't it, though? Because Donald Trump was just president. Remember that? Yes. Ah, yeah. Um, I know we haven't started uh, talking about the wiz yet, but I think that's one thing that it definitely does better is setting up that whole like wait how does everyone just believe that you're yeah the way then you know we were in the late 70s early 80s so we we have some things to address and talk about and i like that it takes okay. it to that place a little more obvious um do we want to move on to talking about the whiz like do we have any final thoughts about the wizard of oz judy ate um judy really yeah. no, like, she it's, really not a, it's no like surprise like everyone knows that judy garden very talented but honestly like True. Just watching her in this, I'm like, you're magical. Like, you really just get it. It's not too much. It's not too little. Like, you're giving a gorgeous performance. And to know the backstory behind her career at this, up until, even up until this point, is wild. To think that you could still be that magical on screen. When your off-screen life is, I mean, a disaster. Like, of epic proportions, you know? Um, but that's the Wizard of Oz. So now the black version. So <clears throat> I actually looked up and found a ton of fun facts about the Wiz that I would like to share just a few of because there are so many. Um, so the Wiz is a 17, oh, I said 17. <laughs> 1978 um a musical adventure fantasy film um produced by universal and motown 
Um, and it's basically a reimagining of The Wizard of Oz featuring an all-Black cast, and it was loosely adapted from the 1974 Broadway musical of the same title. It follows Dorothy, a, a shy 24-year-old Harlem school teacher who magically finds herself transported, transported to the urban fantasy land of Oz, which resembles a dream version of New York City, befriend, befriended by a scarecrow, a tin man, a cowardly lion. She travels through the city to seek an audience with the mystery, mysterious Wiz, who they say is the only one powerful enough to send her home. Um, I mean, this uh, film, the crazy thing is, is like the film costs $24 million to make and at the box office, it only made $21 million. Um, so I guess, what? I guess it was technically, technically not a, you know, a, a commercial success. Right. Um, the, a box office success. Um, it was, you know, uh, the films, they say that the film's failure steered Hollywood studios away from producing all black film projects um, that kind of became popular because, you know, this is the Shaft era, uh, Pam Greer, um, black exploitation era. But they said because this film lost about $10 million, um, it was the, at the time the most expensive film musical ever made. And because it lost so much money, Hollywood was like, oh, so this kind of thing doesn't make money. And they stopped producing it. Um, um, it actually, like, the the critics actually panned this movie. Um, they, they kept saying, they were saying things like, Diana's too old to be playing this role. Um, and they thought that, um, uh, the only thing that they really, um, actually, like, liked about it was Michael Jackson's performance. Um, so it has, as, as, as of November 2021, The Wiz holds a 41% on um, Rotten Tomatoes, um, it says the workmanlike movie musical lacks electricity of the stage version and its cinematic inspiration, but it's bolstered by strong performances by Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. However, it was uh, uh, nominated for uh, four Academy Awards, one for Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, I know, that's and right. Best... Ad okay. Um, and Best Adaption... Uh, uh, ad adaptation Score... It didn't win any of them. Um, now, this film has, like, they don't give the whole, whole cast here on um, on uh, the Wikipedia. But, I mean, stacked. As far as, like, movies go, as far as the movies that we've talked about go, Diana Ross is playing Dorothy. Michael Jackson is the, squ is, uh, the Scarecrow. Nipsey Russell is the Tin Man. Ted Ross is the Cowardly Lion. Richard Pryor as the Wiz. Yeah. Lena Horne as uh, the Glinda, the Good Witch of the South, Mabel King as the Wicked Witch of the West, Thelma Carpenter as the Good Witch of the North, um, Teresa Merritt um, uh, as, as uh, Shelby or as Ed M, um, and then Stanley Green as Uncle Henry. You have Iman in this, in her, um, one of her, like, um, her film debut. Um, like, so many, so many Black people in this. Um, but some of the crazy things about this film, I guess not crazy, but just like a fun fact, the director, the original director actually quit when Diana, um, because he objected so strongly because at the time Diana was 33 years old. Diana Ross was 33 years old mm. and they said there's no way she can play a teenager. So they changed it to a 24 year old kindergarten teacher, but then they had already replaced him. And they were actually 
going to cast Stephanie Mills as um, Dorothy. But no. Diana came and she really lobbied for it. And she said, if you cast me as Dorothy, I will get Michael Jackson for the film. And what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trade off. If you come with that kind of heat, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Stephanie yeah. Mills. You will be fine. But, like, I mean, I just don't know how to argue with that. Like, she said, I will, she said, I will guarantee Michael Jackson in this movie if you cast me as Dorothy. Um, um, other fun facts, um, in the Emerald City sequence, like, they actually shot that at, um, the World Trade Center, but it actually had to be cut short because of, you know, filming rules, uh, for New York City and because of, like, wind and stuff. So some of the sequences, like the red sequence, was supposed to be a lot longer, a lot longer. but oh. it but it got cut short because of like wind issues and all types of things. Mm. Um, what else? What else? What else? There's something else in here. Um, I think that's it. Oh, it was also the final um film that Lena Horne made in her entire career, and it was mm. the first role in which Richard Pryor would wear his mustache as a permanent part of his popular image. So he would only wear it occasionally in other roles. But um, after after this film, it became like a permanent part. And this is actually um, Diana Ross and Richard Pryor's second film together. If you've never seen The uh, Lady Sings the Blues, obviously, like, number one, you need to see that movie. But um, that actually was their first time working together in a movie. So... Mariah, that is so, can I say, that is so interesting that, like, there was so much opposition to Diana Ross. I'm reading. Right. Um, Shine Bright, the book by Danielle Smith, that's, like, mm-hmm. over a very personal history of Black women in pop music. And I just mm-hmm. read a chapter about how, like, people really were not fucking with Diana Ross. Like, specifically, Black people were not feelings is it because of all the white men she was dating it was the white men it was the like the narrative was like you left the supremes and like Lawrence Ballard died because you broke her heart because you left and there was like the the rumors about like her demanding to be called Miss Raw like people were like this diva and that's what I like my grandfather does not like Diana Ross like that's something I really you know he said he don't like that skinny heifer said it reminds him of his first wife like he really is not not (laughs) oh yes and so I thought that was so oh wow um, interesting I was like that makes more sense than it would have before wow that's crazy I didn't know um and at the time she was also like she had dated, you know, Barry Gordy. Or not, she, at the time, she wasn't dating Barry Gordy, but she had dated Barry Gordy, you know, prior to this film, so they had that kind of rapport, and obviously Motown produced it, so it was like, okay, Diana Ross, Stephanie Mills, and everybody, like, who doesn't love Stephanie Mills? Like, duh, I think her version of Home is probably, like, the superior version that anyone's ever recorded, and I'm talking about anybody. Like, um, and I, and I love Diana Ross's version of home, but it, it just doesn't, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. However, like I said, Stephanie Mills is going to be okay. Like she was fine. You know, I'm sorry, but if you're telling me I can get you Michael, I, if you cast me, I can guarantee Michael Jackson. Okay. That's it. You can say less actually. 
Um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about the beginning before the storm um, hits. So it's set in Harlem, and there this family. Mm. Oh my God! First of all, this gives me like the warmest environment, the like coziest family environment. Why are they so much nicer than Judy Garland's family? Like, they're so yes. much nicer. They really are. They it's so warm. It was so warm. But before we actually, before we get into that, let's talk about our uh, experience with the Wiz. What's up, um, Lyndon? Have you ever seen this movie before? I've only ever seen the clip of the subway platform scene, okay. but I've never seen the full movie before. I will say. My again, predominantly white yes. middle school did a production of The Wiz. How they are white schools love doing The Wiz, but how I don't know why. I that's a really good question. Let me think of how I want to answer that. I um, would like the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like to know what the fuck happened? It was just uh, a mess. It it was fine, but that's actually where I met my bestie Rita. Oh. She was the Wicked Witch of the West, oh. and whenever oh. I tell people that, she wants to punch me in the throat because yeah. she fully wants everybody to forget that we did that show in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, that would have no, because she like ate on the I'm song, sure. like she was riffing all over the place, but, but she was also singer, like, "We did the Wiz. the Wiz." Like y'all could have done the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and it would like, have. Why had did we do the Wiz? Probably the same effect. Um, yeah, we had two black people on the cast. So just how for did you? But why do the Wiz mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. two black people who can be cast all over America? Dude. And we weren't even main characters. We were what? just like background, oh, like ensemble oh, people. That's a really. I don't even remember. Actually, I have no idea. But it was some white girl. No, I know that for a fact. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I was the wind number seven in the tornado. You better, you better be the wind. Get the fuck. (laughs) They cast you as the wind. Yes, I was. The fuck out. I would have been. And then the next year, when we did Beauty and the Beast, I was one of the napkins. Not a napkin. Is that even a role? You know what? I yeah, think in the, the like be our guest dance, dance sequence. Yes, the, typically the napkins are featured dancers. Yeah, we were like the superior okay, dancers of know. the ensemble. So. But yeah, it was yeah, it, we did we did the whiz, um, and that's my experience. So I remember, I remember while I was watching this movie, I was like, why do I know all of the words? <laughs> and then I realized it was because I had to learn all of the songs wow. previously. And I just watched it away. That's triggering. You know what else is triggering? <laughs> Diana being a teacher in this. Like, why can't I escape it? It's triggering <laughs> as fuck to me. It's it's triggering to like, me. There's nothing wrong with kindergarten. That's a great age. And I was like, you know what? That's not even what this is about. That's not what this film is I about at all. About. I'm just yeah. thinking about the way I know too much about kindergartners. Can we talk about how gorgeous Diana Ross looks in this movie? Oh, my God. Even if even as she's supposed to look like a lowly, dowdy home like kindergarten teacher, like you can't make Diana Ross not look stunning. Like she's no, I agree with that. However, her not her version of Dorothy. I think Dorothy's character just like kind of pisses me off, but she's also lost, you know. So like that is what it is. Maybe that's what pisses you but, off. But like, if you are from Harlem, yes, and you're in a strange land, why are you? 
acting and actively being perceived as super fucking vulnerable. Like that's the part that I don't understand. And like relying so much on strangers help and being so willing to have them just tag along. That's, that's the part true. that I'm still. She is from Harlem. She is a little too yeah. old. I think that's just all it is. Like, love them, yeah. love her. I agree with she that. Definitely is too old. It's hard to not. See, it's hard I didn't to sell know. The like, I just can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't even know that that was an issue until I had looked this up. I just mm. assumed she was an older teacher. Like, cause does she look like she's in her thirties? Yes. There's no way she looks like she's twenty four. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. I just think if they had ran with that, I'd know some 33-year-olds who yes. are very naive. Have you ever been on TikTok? People are dumb yes. as fuck. So it could have sold that way. Like, I totally get that. I just don't get why she had to be that young. Like, why couldn't they just make it, like, her actual age? Like, that would have yeah. that would have worked, like, a t- I think she still looks great, though. You know, like, in, yes. the, in the film. No, I agree. I love the idea of this, like, older adult woman, not even older adult, like a young adult woman, like having this experience in Oz and I kind of right. wish it was just played that way a little bit more because right. I think that mm-hmm. would be so interesting. Okay, let me ask you this then. I want to ask like you guys, how do you guys feel about like super, super famous singers being in movies? Singers who like typically don't do that kind of thing. It really depends on who it is because there's some people who just yeah. eat every time like like I'll watch burlesque every day of the week. Like, okay, <laughs> that's fair, fair. She's giving exactly what like needs to. It's just like I think it's yeah. just, it has to be done right. Like not just regular stunt casting. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm listening to home watching the movie, and I'm like, damn, I wish this was stuff they built. But that's yes! like, no, I said the same thing. Yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But okay. again, okay. Michael, I don't want to see anybody else. Yeah, that's that. true. So that's what you he got to did. offer. I'm sure we'll yeah. take it, Diana. He did that. Yeah, I, I again, I think it's obviously like celebrity to celebrity, but I think it's really who is willing to put in the work of the acting portion. Mm-hmm. Because you know, you could sing down, but if it's not giving, it's not just it's not gonna give. Like Ariana Grande like speaking portion. And what are yeah, you? Yeah, and I hate to say it. Are I you, hate to say it. I'm gonna do because I love her I really discography. <laughs> oh, when she was in 13 the musical I, because i, I really enjoyed petty. that I was into it. yeah I was into it. no for me it's like i love okay, beyonce all right. with all of my heart but girl just just don't you, you we can my stay away from the is, we can stay away from beyonce is, my thing about beyonce is in lemonade yeah. ate like I, like oh, she was yeah. acting in lemonade and she ate 100 and black is king ate like I, it's yes, good. Absolutely, it's good yes. when it's her work. Mm-hmm. Beyonce mm-hmm. in like the Fighting Temptations. Beyonce in like mm-hmm. Obsessed. And I'll even go as far as to say, our girl in Dreamgirls. Like it's not, it's not giving. Like I love her down. Beyonce, <laughs> if you're listening, I hope you can hear that I'm not participating in this conversation. Me and you, we have no beef. I I I think you were fabulous in that, James. I think those projects that they just named are they had horrible scripts, and you were just doing what you could. You're used to working with good material because you make good material, and you know when you start when you start giving out tickets, when you start when you start um, choosing who you're gonna point the mic to, just remember that I didn't I didn't say any of that. I don't feel that way. 
when you start sending out Ivy Park boxes in this chilly winter weather, please know that, that Camille from Texture Air, she didn't say that. Listen, I love you down, sis, but... I love you so you much. Been great. You would have been great you in know the what? Wiz, I, been great. Here's the thing. Oh, she would have been fantastic. Here's the thing, though. The content that she creates, she's absolutely amazing in. I think it's really just content where the audience is not intended to be predominantly black. Yeah. There is a disconnect there. But, yeah. but I don't know if it's her or the content itself. I'm not good enough with knowing about film and TV to be able to make that distinction. I, mean, I just know that something is slightly off. I think it's a little bit of both. But um, can we talk about like when you know she runs out into the, the winter storm? Um, like, first of all, I'm not chasing no motherfucking dog out in the middle of a winter storm in Harlem, baby. That's, Girl, in, the, in a Harlem that's, winter storm. That's what also, he wants this new weather they created for this movie. <laughs> Thank I said, I've never seen anything like this in my life. On Thanksgiving? <laughs> that means we need to stay in the house. There is no reason. Like, are you joking? Yeah, it's giving, like, day after tomorrow realness. Like, like something, was, something's going okay, down. But something was going down. The point is, is, like, Lena Horne, uh, first of all, like, one of, I think, one of the most, like, tragic stories in Hollywood history. Like, Lena Horne, but her being cast as, like, Glinda the Good Witch, I think is brilliant casting. I think the, the casting for this film, for the most part, stunning. Fantastic. Everybody really ate. But I think like, it just like watching her in this movie, it makes me so sad because I think what a lot of people don't know about Lena Horne is just like how like Hollywood really played her. Like they really bungled her career. They used to call her her and Dorothy Dandridge and, you know, the light-skinned Black girls who were stunning, like the Black Marilyn Monroe. But the only problem is, is they would tote them out in front of these audiences. They would, like, be like, go and sing on USO tours and, like, you know, make everybody feel good. And then they would, like, not, they would not know what to do with them. So they couldn't cast them in anything. You know, they were like, we don't have anything for you. Um, you know, we, we, they promise you, they promise Lena Horne, like all these star vehicles. They're like, we're going to make you a star. You're going to be as big as Marilyn, this and that. And then they never did anything with her. And to the point where they were like, I'm sorry, we can't keep paying you. And they cut her. And it's like, you really like fumble. Like she has all the talent. She yeah. had the look, she had everything. And they just did not know what to do with her. And they just, I think her career didn't really take off until around this time when she kind of like started to tell her story and I think she had like a one woman show I think it was like a Broadway show or, or like at Carnegie Hall or something where she just kind of like was singing and it was so beautiful to like listen to and like also just so sad because it's like damn a person that talented who got casted who got like picked up scooped up when they were very young had all of their youth wasted because people refuse to like see a black woman mm. as a sex symbol or see her as like a lead in a romantic comedy or romantic drama or anything like that yeah you know so it's really sad but that's not what this is about the point is i think that she's really good but after the storm first of all let me just say this of the times that i've seen this movie every time those niggas start coming out of the spray painting <laughs> on the wall 
I would have drowned myself. Oh my god. In that <laughs> I would have laid down and drowned. It's so scary to me. I would have sacrificed the dog. I would have been like, throw the dog, run off. I would have drowned myself in mm-hmm. that bowl of Coke that she was laying in. Like, I would have died. It was scary to me when they just come out of the spray paint on the wall. Like, and it's like, wait a minute, where the fuck am I? Yeah. It's so cool. I don't know. There are so many things about the Wiz that just feel like so much like riskier and like more dangerous and more expressive, I guess, than the Wizard of Oz that I just really, really like. Like, do I absolutely to be honest, like, do I like the entire movie? No. No. (laughs) Not my favorite movie to watch. But there are certain moments that are just so like artistically driven that are just great like this yeah. this the idea of like all this graffiti will like come to life and just like, to the life. sheer amount of people that it that yeah. are there like i don't know i appreciate about that about both movies is like it's kind of before you can just like cgi a million people into a place and it's so it's, yeah. i love seeing like wow that many people came together to like and you know what else happen. too you know what else, too? I love how they, like, really New Yorkified it. Like, mm-hmm. instead of the, the the hot air balloon, it's, like, taxi cabs. And they're, like, super caricature like, type taxi cabs. I love that, like, everybody's in these, like, sort of low budget, but also, like, it's obviously a choice that they made. Um, like, the, like, costumes. Like, everything about it, to me, is very intentional with the choices that they made. And let's talk about when she meets the Scarecrow. I mean, we kind of sort of already talked about it, but Linda, what are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Michael Jackson as the Scarecrow? I thought it was fine. I did, I felt very indifferent towards it. I mean, I didn't think that he did a bad job. I was just like, okay, yeah. Really? Okay. You better say. I, yeah. I just thought he was I fantastic. Will say, like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. like he did a really good job. My thing with this movie was it was really the costumes that did it for me and also just like, the way that they renditioned all of the different songs yeah. for each of the characters, yeah. it was like the music and the costumes that did it the most for me. Yeah, 1000% the music and the costumes. But I I don't know, like there was something about it. Why I watched this um on YouTube um, and why the first comment that I saw said, why does Michael have a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper as his nose? Excellent work. I, I just think like that is so like that is so cool to me because he just made because you know he's not like a scarecrow like in the traditional sense. He's right. not made of straw. Yeah. He's not on a farm. Like there's not like there's not crows to scare away in Harlem. Um, yeah. And I, so I love. I really appreciated mm. the way that they adapted like the costumes. Like he's just made mm. of trash, and that's yeah, so trashy to me that yeah. it's a recent. And even like like where he was, yeah. And even where he was positioned in front of a building that's just crumpled down, yeah. Like that, even like that decision of where to place him and all of that stuff. It was so very intentional Mm -hmm. in New York, and I really love that. Yes, intentional is the word. Like it just feels way more. The choices feel a lot more intentional in the Wiz because they have source material to go off of. Exactly. It's like a scare, like in the Wizard of Oz, a scarecrow is just a typical scarecrow and a lion. It's just a lion. And like, it's so cool that, I don't know, especially with like the Tin Man and the Wiz, they give you all of this like 
great backstory and he's not like it doesn't like he's not just a man made of tin like <laughs> right make right sense. i love yeah he gave him, like reasons for all of this stuff to be the way that it is. yes no i totally get and then when they like so like now she's met the tin man she's met the scarecrow she's met the cowardly lion um when they are in this subway scene when they are underground mm-hmm. on the subway and it starts attacking them, that's exactly how I feel about the New York City subway. Every time oh, right. I have ever taken it. <laughs> Every time I have ever taken it, I understand. I yeah. love it. Um, that was- It's just like the eeriness of them being alone in the subway station. So scary. And then the only, that, the only additional person coming down the stairs is now doing a puppet show. And you're and like, it's like oh. oh God, this is the fucking end. <laughs> yes. This is the end for me. Okay. It's like, you don't know where else to go after that. Like, it's like, okay, if this is how you want me to go, God, I really can't fight. I really can't argue with that. Literally, literally. I wonder, like, did the train ever come? Like, what happened? They were just I don't think not. Obviously, the train never. They never got on the train. So got, but is there a, even a train? They exit it. So they exit it. Um, and now they're in the quote unquote poppy field. But I just love the choice that they made for the poppy field. Yes. I think this is probably one of my, or if not my favorite scene from this whole like movie. Um, and it's like these like sexy ass like colorful dancers and they're like mm-hmm. wearing skimpy ass costumes mm-hmm. like who wouldn't be enticed by that when they like right. got like sort of drugged by the glitter it's gorgeous it's pink it's orange it's like neon and it's just it's stunning to me like this poppy field quote unquote poppy mm-hmm. field i've seen like red light district kind of like yes. choice that they made i just loved it i just loved it yeah those se- these sequences, like I said, it's that thing of it feeling so much more intentional of like, there had to be more thought than just like, great, now they're going to be in a field of poppies. Like, what does that mean for Harlem in 1978? I don't know. Sometimes yeah. I wish that this movie was just the songs and like those sequences mm, only. Yeah. And like a gorgeous yeah. little art film. Like, I think that would be, a, I think that's. Because I think those sequences are where this like shines, the where the whiz really kind of like takes. No, it does. Yeah, absolutely. The script isn't great. No, you know, um, some of the choices, you know, not great. But um, you know, I just like I love it. I I have to say, there's a lot about it that I really do love. And when they finally get to Emerald City, like, (gasps) can we talk about this scene? Can we talk about this Emerald City scene? Yeah, fuck those white people from The Wizard of Oz. They don't even look nice and green. This no. right here, I said this, they could have just done this. And I would have mm. been like, excellent reboot. Like you, excellent remake. Like you really did. It is a feast for the eyes. It is so beautiful. The word, like the, what the, like the song that they're singing. Yeah. Again, it's like so much more intentional because why in the Wizard of Oz? Why is it Emerald City? Why are they there? Like, why? Exactly. Why are they wearing green? And I like that the Wiz gives no one explains for all of it, and everyone yeah. just looks so beautiful. I the whole no, time I'm watching, I'm just like pointing at individual people, like yes, yes, yes. And There's, when they change oh. colors too, oh my god, tons. That was- like that sometimes <laughs> there's just sometimes there's just no other word but. And the Emerald City Secrets and the Wiz is 
cunty. It is so, it is. so absolutely good. It is. Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the red was my favorite, but the gold yes. snapped. The gold snapped it's too. So beautiful. I was fully sober while I watched this <laughs> and just watching this scene alone, I was in such a daze. Like it scratched such a specific no, it, part of my yes. brain yeah. visually. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's stunning. It just is. I just love like my favorite part is like when they're about to enter. Like they're crossing the it's what is it, the Brooklyn Bridge? Um, to go into Manhattan and um they're met at the gate by these two guards who say to them, um, the service entrance is at the side. <laughs> and they're like, what? No, we are here to see the wizard. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, like, it, it just, but it was, it was, I, I just think the choices like that and like the poppy field scene and like just like some of the choices they're making are so intentional and just so like, I think very, I think a very good statement of what it was like, you know, for black people in the like late seventies, you know, early, whatever, like around that time, you know, it's weird. Like, why do you think as a black person that you can just come up here and meet the wizard, meet the whiz, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they're like, sorry, before you can meet the whiz, you gotta go see this other lady um, who, oh my God, no bad news. Now that. Yeah is a number okay that is a musical number no but child they was uh you know what i don't have any words yeah i don't have any rent words was due that's all i'm gonna say rent was due and it was paid <laughs> I, I just like every time i watch no bad news sometimes what i'll i just like go and watch that on youtube because i'm like god damn like that it, it is just such a good number like like you said camille sometimes if you could just pick out like your favorite numbers from this yes <laughs> it's so yes good. it's so good that, and you know that dress was heavy like I just oh love, my like, god it, it oh it's so so good and again like i this wiz is a very ambitious film um, true because I feel like The Wizard of Oz is more of just like a nice story, whereas The Wiz is really trying to, you know, put in some, wedge in some like messages. And right. the fact that like, you know, they're at a sweatshop and the fact that I'm like, you guys are really trying to let us know a thing or two about like what's going on in Harlem in 1978. Like, mm-hmm. I, and it's like the rhetoric of Emerald City in general. Like there's definitely a certain yeah. type of person, a certain type of black person exactly. against at Emerald City. And they have yep. this vibe and air about them that is like... And I never got that when I would watch it as a no, kid. No, It wasn't really until this time that I watched it that I was like, oh, wait! Yeah. Like, look at those black people and look at the black people in the sweatshirt. Like, very mm-hmm. different. But when they do a brand new day and they start, like, you know, shedding all of that skin oh, and no. it's like... First of all, a brand new day is the exact opposite of what I want when I die. I would like for you guys to mourn me for at least two weeks. Silence. <laughs> I would like you guys to mourn me for at least two weeks. And I'm talking about full Yeah, you got 120 seconds. For mm-hmm. full 14 days. I don't I'm not oh, okay. talking about I'm not talking about like, oh, you mourn me for 10 days and then y'all turn up on the weekend. I'm talking all black. Then y'all turn up on the weekend. <laughs> No, no turning up for two weeks when I die. 
and then you can celebrate okay. me for two weeks after that. So I would like a whole, okay. a whole month of mourning. I need a whole minimum thirty days. Um, not what they did. These motherfuckers was hanging on the rafters when that bitch. <laughs> They were, yes. they were swinging off the rafters when they stopped. <laughs> they were having the times of their lives. The crazy thing to I me mean, is if you know you're allergic to water, why are there sprinkles in here? That is, that did come up when I was watching it. That did come up. <laughs> why are there sprinklers to kill you? Mm-hmm. Yep. That don't make no sense. Also, why is the alarm so big? It's huge. It's like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's an ocean situation. I think you're just trying okay. to avoid some OSHA violations. You're in your sweatshop today. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That man said they didn't have a lunch hour in six months. That's not an OSHA violation. Right, right. Well, that's not one that's of the ones that's not something that the OSHA just like structural. True. Like, yeah, the inspector is just making sure of the like structural integrity of the building. It has nothing to do with that workers' yeah, compensation. They don't care yeah, about your rights. they just want to make sure. This is why the niggas need to unionize. Them, the barbs, all oh, these yeah. people need to unionize because these motherfuckers don't ever get a day off. These the barbs they don't get a day off. <laughs> they don't get a day off. Have you seen them for the past couple, like child shambles for the past shambles. six weeks? They have been doing everything that I'm like, do y'all even take shifts? No, it's just, I know they phone's hot as fuck. It's just 24 hours. (laughs) 24 hours. They stay getting the the notification. My phone's overheating. (laughs) And they're like, I can't, I gotta stream this song. I can't get off Twitter. I'm yelling people. I can't. Yeah, they said I'm trying to feed all 10 of NBA Young Boys children today. I'm gonna need ten. Please, please. At what point does it become like a health issue? Like, at what point do the baby mamas unionize? What do you mean? They need to. I mean, ask future. I mean, they did unionize. Remember, they took his ass to court. Yeah. Future's baby mamas unionize. Nick Cannon's baby mamas don't even get like a push gift. They don't have any sort of package. They don't. One of them was on. Instagram crowdfunding so yes. she could have a night nurse. She ha- she was like what? she was like can y'all cash at me because she and then one of them had to go back to work two weeks after having the baby. Right. Oh <gasps> no! Oh no! 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 There's no kind of pa- a maternity leave package that comes with being Nick Cannon's baby mama. None. So my question is, what's the appeal? Right. I'm really trying to figure that out too because he'd be having two baby mamas pregnant at the same time. And there's another one who's pregnant and he just gave birth to another one. I just saw this girl and she's like six months and he, like, no, she has to be like seven or eight months. She has twins with him. She's like seven or eight months, but he was just at the maternity ward on Instagram a couple days ago with another one that was born. And I think there's another girl who's still pregnant. Do Rock and Roll even know these these siblings of theirs? Can you imagine if Rock and Roll had to pull up with that shit? Not Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll don't do... (laughs) Rock and Roll is not with that shit. He said Christmas is around the corner. We're in here making content. We don't have time for another baby power. It's like... like I know in like a generation or two, those family reunions are going to go crazy. What? And I mean crazy. Not, not I Mariah, Mariah, Mariah McDonald's. So many people kids. there. 
Mariah's not doing it. Mariah's not doing it. She said, I'm going to send my kids some fries (laughs) and McNuggets. I don't care about those kids eating. I, and you know what? It's like rock and roll. You eat at home. When you get over there, you not hungry. I'm not sending. Don't act like you hungry. You going to eat at home. I'm going to send you over there. And I'm going to take account of everything you're wearing so you come back with it. Okay? Yes. They not going to trust you. Anyway, that's not <laughs> we're talking about the Wiz. We're talking about the Wiz. Yeah. We're talking about the Wiz. Okay. Um, where were we? Oh, this bitch is dead. It's a brand new day. The Wiz is a fraud. It's Richard Pryor, actually, and he's just a failed politician, which yeah. actually, that makes more sense to me. Yes, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah, like... no, that, there's, there's <laughs> more, yeah. That makes much more sense to me. And then, you know, Dorothy's like, blah, 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 you've always had a heart. And then she gets to go home. But why does it? Okay, no, 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 no. We, we got to go back okay. because the wizard is sitting there like, I actually have nothing to offer you. Like, y'all can curse me out. You can do whatever you want. Just somebody, please talk to me. And then they ignore him for the rest of the movie. Because wouldn't you? You I mean, yes, but like, damn. You don't know what we did to get here. (laughs) And you talking about you don't got nothing to offer us, nigga. Not even a refreshment. But like, he was severely depressed and I'm like can we at least see him like get a character arc with somebody yeah. else no like, the movie nothing? ends in two minutes we don't have time for yeah, a character the way arc I'm feeling, you didn't really put us through a lot you're a liar and like maybe we can give you a chance but we gotta like jump you in first or something I feel like that's only fair you mm-hmm. you really did a lot this is not a white lie this is a this was a big one so this is a black lie maybe just let us all beat you up for a little bit yeah, and then I think they actually should have jumped him immediately. Immediately, no. <laughs> <laughs> like with the ball in his <laughs> pin that nigga down, shave his mustache. I it. I don't really know what to say besides that, but um, like they should have really fucked him up. However, I just like my 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 thoughts, my final thoughts on the Wiz. Um, and we can talk about like does it hold up which version is better blah 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 I think there are pros and cons like there are strengths and weaknesses to both versions of the film I think The Wiz to me is superior and it will always hold up despite its many faults because like I just have always like I I just know the history of how difficult it is and how difficult it was in Hollywood to get a black movie musical even made and produced. Like I, the first one um, was called Hallelujah. It was made in 1929. Um, and it was, it was like this amazing musical film and like black people would continue to make these amazing all black musical films, but it'd be like once every decade. And then you see something like this, that's a remake of like, like I said, like one of the most like, celebrated and like important films of all time and you have people like Quincy Jones, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Universal Pictures behind it like to me like you can't talk shit about this like you can't fuck with it it's just good and they hire all of these people it's not like Camille said there's no CGI all of these people are actually here doing these dance numbers, doing these costume changes. Obviously, this shit was all shot on the soundstage. Somebody built all of these, like, 
fantastical set for this black ass movie. And I think that to me, it just, it'll always have a special place in my heart, like for that reason. So it 100,000% holds up because of that. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, obviously the background with both of these movies are very interesting. I think in terms of just like overall acting, Wizard of Oz holds up more, but overall as like acting, singing, dancing, and particularly the costumes and also the fear factor. I was very scared during the Wiz several times. Like the Wiz seems like a movie that's actually for all ages, whereas Wizard of Oz, I'm like, this is for children. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And this will always just be for children. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would go with The Wiz over The Wizard of Oz, but I th- it's for completely different reasons, so I will say. I respect that. I respect it. What about you, Camille? Yeah, I really, I genuinely like both movies, and I think that, I don't know, it feels weird to, like, pick one. You can't really have one without, without the other. Um, Fair. But I just, I don't know, like... When I, the way I was kind of quantifying it in my head is like, you know, I love the, like, if I only had a brain, like if I only had a heart sequence, but compared to the ease of like the up up against the ease oh, down child. the road, it's like, that child. is a better song. Like child. that's just on. a better song. And then the, oh, then it we're ain't comparing down. Emerald Cities, it's like, well, we're comparing the poppies. It's like, there's just something so intentional and beautiful and just artistic about the whiz that I really, really appreciate. Um, and so I definitely think it holds up. And I just think the story in general really holds up of like, you know, wanting to feel safe and wanting to be at home and being afraid of what's out there when you right? get out there. <laughs> and like, you know, the people that you meet along the way who teach you things like about yourself. So I don't know. I am a, normally I'm not a huge like reboot remake fan. And I'm always just like, just go back and watch the original thing. But something about The Wizard of Oz, like, I would watch a reboot of this, like, every 30 years. Just to see, That's like, like, what is what, Oz? What's the difference? Yeah, like, yeah. what is Oz today? And, like, right, like there, oh, I would have loved to see, like, a version of The Wiz with, like, Whitney Houston as, oh. like, the Glinda singing Believe in Yourself. And, like, stop. I don't know. I, exactly. You know what I mean? We were. Stop! We were <laughs> But I think that they, I think that they, they both really hold up. I think they do too. Yeah. Well, guys, that's another episode. If you made it all the way to the end of this, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys in a new month. Thank you for listening to this episode of Does It Hold Up? Brought to you by Textured Air, a brand dedicated to celebrating Black girl culture, past, present, and future. If you like what you heard, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. It really does help. You can find us on social media at Textured Air. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E-D-H-E-I-R on all platforms. And make sure you check out our other podcast, Where My Girl's At, and The Blacklist, and all of the other content we offer on our website, texturedair.com. Until next time.